Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. I know that I say this every week, but I (laughs) am really excited for this episode. We have the Circle OG, Miss Sammy, is on the pod today. She is a new mom, which is extremely exciting. And she's also had a really, really interesting journey in her dating and relationship life. She has experienced a ton of change in the time that the show aired, which if you can believe was in 2020, only three years ago, barely three years ago. And her entire life has changed. So we had a really nice chat about becoming a mom. We talked about the relationships that led her to be this extremely independent, self-sufficient, absolutely badass woman. And I'm so honored to have her on the pod. So without further ado, here's Sammy. Okay, I'll do like more of like a like a cutie intro without you, but so we can just get into oh. the without you. <laughs> so we can just be like chatting and fun. But we were talking about you moving into your home and I'm so excited for you because you're back on yes. the East Coast. I know. It's so exciting. I'm honestly, it's like a bittersweet feeling because I didn't feel like I was ready to leave LA, if I'm mm-hmm. being completely honest. But just the way that the situation was. And raising a baby alone across the country, away from my family, away from my support system, it was just really, really difficult. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I had my dogs, my cat, and like living in downtown, mm-hmm. like it's not like I could like take my dogs for a walk while having Bray. Like it was just like too much. And I had to pay for dog sitters and dog walkers. And I couldn't travel because I needed someone to come watch my dogs all the time. And 
So having this foundation, having this house, like my dogs never have to go anywhere ever again. So nice. My cat never has to go anywhere ever again. Like they, this is their house. They will never leave this house. Mm-hmm. They have a huge backyard. Like my family is all within 15, 20 minutes of my house. My grandparents, my aunts and uncles, cousins, my sisters, my parents, like everyone is within 15, 20 minutes of this house. So it's like, it helps me so much. And I've already planned a trip back to LA. Like I leave to LA next week. Yay! Next Sunday. Yeah, so, like, I've only been gone for three weeks. It just feels like I just took a really long vacation. Right, right. Uh, So I had a similar situation where I lived in L.A. for, like, two-ish years. And you weren't actually – you weren't in L.A. for that long, were you? Yeah, so I was there for, like, two and a half years. Okay, yeah. So I was there for, like, two-ish. And I I just, like – I just, like, didn't, like – it was just not for me. I just – Yeah. And the biggest thing was not having my support system. I hated mm-hmm. that, like, I had my dogs out there too. And it was – that alone was so challenging. I can't imagine doing that with yeah. a whole-ass baby. Mm-hmm. And so, like, coming back here and feel – like, when you're here with around your support system, the difference that you feel is, like, yeah. night and fucking day. Mm-hmm. It, especially with, like, just my mental – you know, like the fact that like I can call my parents to come over right now and they yes. can like come over and watch him while I get things done or like mm-hmm. any of my sisters, anybody like I'm never alone. Like yesterday I woke up and I was like feeling a little off and I was like, what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have to like think about it. And within like 10 minutes of me like going to the bathroom and brushing my teeth, I come back. My dad had texted me. My two sisters had texted me. My best friend had texted me and was like, what are you doing today? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, I don't so even know why nice. I thought I was going to be by it. Like, I'm just so instinctually because moving from Miami and then moving to LA, like, I've always been alone. Mm-hmm. I lived alone all of these years for the past seven years. So, like, it was always like, okay, I have to find something to do today because if not, I'm just going to be sitting here, you know, not doing anything. Yeah. And so now it's nice to, like, wake up and know that there's, like, multiple people that I'll be with. Yeah, totally. And they're like reaching out to you. It's not like you have to. Exactly. And it's my family at that. Yeah. Like these are people who have known me my entire life. They know yeah. how I am. Like if I'm in a mood, I could be like, I'm in a fucking mood. I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me the fuck alone. Or yeah. like, hey, I'm in a mood, but like I don't want to be by myself. So like, can you come over? Because mm-hmm. I'm sad. You know, like I don't ever have to like question anything or overthink anything. So it's really, really nice. That's so nice. I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. and so excited for you. Thank you. You're on the East Coast, right? Yeah, I'm in New York. I'm like above the city in the suburbs. Got it. I moved because when I came back from LA, I needed like, I needed just like a landing place for a little while before I figured out what I was going to do next. And it was right before the show was going to air. So I was like, I have no idea what this is going to do to like my life or my situation. And so I'm just going to like chill here for a little while. And now I've been here. And honestly, like, I'm not in that much of a rush to leave. Like, yeah. I'm very lucky that my parents give me a lot of space. I'm sure, as you know, when you do things like a show and then your life, like, does this whole, like, 360, especially for you guys, because yeah, when I talked to Joey about this, like, forever ago, he was like, like, it, like lightning doesn't strike tw- twice. Like, there will never be a season like you guys. And it was like, I think I, I was listening to you on a different podcast talking about how, like, when the season aired, your season aired, it was like, you had a million in three months. Yeah. No, super quick. Like super I, quick. Did you, what did that, did you even like, can you conceptualize what that is? Cause I don't know. No, I feel like it shouldn't be allowed to happen <laughs> like that quick. Cause it was honestly so overwhelming, especially for someone who like suffers from really bad anxiety and mm-hmm. can occasionally suffer from social anxiety. 
that was something that I really had trouble dealing with because even after the first trailer, I will never forget December 11th, 2019, the trailer dropped and my Instagram was already blowing up from the trailer and I was barely in it. Like I was in it for maybe two seconds and it was going absolutely crazy. I was already getting like so many followers Mm -hmm. and I think I got like 30 or 40 K just from the trailer. And I was like, this is intense. You know, that was intense for me. 30, 40 K. That was intense for me. So then the first episodes air and like my whole entire family, all of my friends, like everyone was in my house Mm -hmm. at my parents' house, the one that I grew up in. It's New Year's and we're all just sitting there. And my one friend, he was just refreshing my Instagram Mm -hmm. as the, as we're watching the episodes throughout the day. And the amount of followers I got just from the first four episodes dropping was unbelievable. I don't even, I should have kept track, yeah. but like it was happening so fast, like totally. so, so, so fast. And I was just so overwhelmed. And yeah. then like big, you know, talk shows were talking about us and people were tweeting about us and like tweeting about me directly. And it was just a lot like people I didn't even think about. And then, you know, artists that I've been listening to for years were in my DMs and following Mm -hmm. me on social media and wanting to hang out. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, how, how is this my life right now? Yeah. And it's so weird because there's like no way to prepare for that. And if you're someone who has anxiety, I also have anxiety. You think you have anxiety now. Wait until strangers have fucking everything to say to you. (laughs) Uh It's like, and there's no, when I, when I came back home and there was like a couple of months until the show aired, I was like, okay, I need like a real good therapist. And so I, Mm -hmm. I got a therapist. I'm very lucky. She's amazing. But even that, like there's, there's really nothing you could do to prepare you for that. And when my season aired, I had people from older seasons, like like Joey was one who was he would like call me or FaceTime me like every other day. It was insane. He's a little over the top. No, but it was it was nice because like he was mostly just like checking in. And it was nice because there were people to give you advice. Like I can't remember yeah. if it was Joey or maybe Sophia who was like, never go on the Reddit, never go on the Facebook, yeah. don't read any oh of the God. comments. Hell no. Again, you think you have anxiety now. Wait until strangers have everything to say about you. Yep. And the mm-hmm. craziest part are the backhanded comments mm-hmm. when they're like, I don't really watch reality shows, but yours I actually kind of liked. Okay, cool. Thanks. Am I, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, I don't know what. The way people just hate is unbelievable to me. And yeah. like for mine, it was like such a huge thing for our season that so many people were trying to interview and be the first one to have articles and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And like, to the point where people were coming out with articles, like fake articles of people that like didn't interview me. And would like say so things. Weird. And like, then it's like dealing with my family too. My family wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother's sitting here like, I just read this article that says like, you're not close to your family. And you know, you didn't have any parents growing up. Like, why would you say these things? And I'm like, grandma, what are you talking about? Like, why right. Would- I wouldn't even, why would I say that? What are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, it was like articles coming out and then like, you know, people going and people from my high school tweeting about me and Mm -hmm. it was just very strange. And then there's the people, you know, trolls acting like they knew me and went to college with me, like people saying that they went to school with me and like sat Mm -hmm. next to me in school and like that I was like the meanest person ever. Not true. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. People are so weird. 
everybody wants to like be a be a part of it, I guess. But when you went on the show, this was the first season for the U.S. and there were there were other countries that had seasons out. Okay, just UK. When you came on, did you have like a plan? Because now like new seasons sort of have the benefit, but also like as a viewer, low key, I think it's a disadvantage that we can sort of like plan who our character is going to be like on the show. Like I knew they were going to make me the vagina girl. It's fine. When you were doing the show, did you like consider that at all? Like, or were you just like, I'm just going to like, I don't know, figure this out and see what happens? I honestly had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. Like, how could you? At all. I didn't watch the UK version. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. I really just went there on like a whim. Like, even my family was like, Are you sure this is even Netflix like flying you out? Like, yeah. are you sure you're not going to die? And I was right. like, It's fine. We're great. Everything's great. I'm going to London. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> and I get there, and right off the bat, like, my chaperone's waiting for me at the gate. And she's like, Give me your phone. Give me everything. And I'm like, Cool. Yeah, I'm going to die. Like, yeah, I'm going to die. The end. Like, this is the end for me, but cool. End. I'm in London. It's fine. I'm in London. <laughs> like, this is my way of dying. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool way to die. Yeah, honestly. Fuck it. Way to go out. Um, but I had no, we had no idea what I was getting into. And it was funny because when I was being interviewed in the very beginning, when they're like building our profile, when they're, mm. you know, in that big room with all like the circles and stuff, I didn't even know that a catfish was an option. Oh. Yeah. And they were like, why did you choose to be yourself? But I was like, what do you, I don't understand the question. And they were like, well, why aren't you choosing a catfish? I was like, I, what are you talking about? Oh a catfish. God. And they were like, yeah, you can choose to be a catfish and like be a different player, be yourself. And I was like, well, I would never do that. And then they were like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Why would I want to be somebody else? Like, what do you mean? So I had to like really think and process as I'm doing my interview of like why I'm there. Yeah. Because I like just wasn't prepared and they didn't really like prepare us before then. Like with you guys, it's really different. They've done it a million times. We were literally the guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. So it was really difficult. So like in my interview, if you rewatch my introduction where mm-hmm. I'm like in my orange shirt and I'm just like talking and stuff at the end, I'm like, well, people in, in, in real life do. So like, why wouldn't they now? At yeah. that point, I had been recording for like two hours. I was miserable. I yes. literally was so mad. I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like some of the stuff that I said in that, like, was don't so even stupid. remember. Yeah, yeah. It, one, it was don't even remember. It was stupid, and like, it was so rehearsed at that point because they were like making me do like one liners. It wasn't like natural. Where yeah. I feel like with other seasons, it's like supernatural now because you're not like rehearsing it, and like they're not like planning out for you what to say. Totally. But I think one of the things that's really weird about doing those like intro things is obviously they're they're producing a show. So they're asking you leading questions. So when you're yeah. getting people to say like whatever the sentence is that they're saying, it's because there was a very, very specific question that was asked to get you to say exactly that. Yeah. Or they were like, okay, could you just say um, – exactly what you said except completely different and just like yeah. with more energy and I'm like okay. I hated that and like they would tell me like um at one point like I got so fed up and I was like can you just tell me what to say and she was like no we want it to come from you we want it to be natural no you don't so then I'd, be like, I'd be like okay so then what question she asked me something like oh yeah would you say you're a flirt and I would say uh, I was like yeah I'm definitely a flirt all of my friends say I'm a flirt mm-hmm. everyone that I'm around says I'm a flirt so yeah, I definitely, you know, I flirt with everyone. Okay, can you re-say that, but make it shorter and straight to the point? Yeah. Yes, I am a flirt. 
Yeah. No, but can you make it more um, natural so that you're not like just answering a question? Because people watching don't really understand that. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to be here. I literally don't want to be here. Get me out. I don't want to be here. I don't know if this was the case when you were in that room. It was freezing when I was in there no, too. It was hot as fuck. No. We were there during like a national like heat wave. Oh, and shit. like all the apartments were insulated. So it was mm. like super fucking hot. I was on the eighth floor. So I was getting all of the heat rising from all the apartments and the sun beating from the top. They wouldn't allow us to have fans. They didn't allow us to have air conditioners because they were they were only they only had window units mm-hmm. and all their windows were fucking big ass doors. Right. Like they didn't have windows. Right. They weren't they weren't allowed to have fans because it didn't look good on camera. Miserable. Everywhere I went, I was boiling. <laughs> so miserable. And I usually love the heat, but like when I'm repeatedly being asked questions and I have to yeah. talk all day long and I have to be active. And I have to do specific things. It's like. Yeah. And one of the things that people would ask me all the time is if it was isolating or like, did you feel, did you feel isolated? Did you feel like you had like no one to talk to or whatever? And they gave us, I don't know if they did the same for you guys, but they gave us one day off. And on that day off, I literally requested that no one talk to me because you're talking Mm -hmm. all day from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. And it's like, you're not, and for a person who's maybe not as social, which I feel like we're in like a similar boat of like, if I don't really know you that well, then I don't really want to like spend six hours Mm -hmm. every day talking to you. Even Mm -hmm. if you're lovely, it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't feel, (laughs) I feel like I want no one to talk to me ever again, actually. Yep. The day that they gave us off, so I ended up getting really sick and they had like a medic see me through Zoom because Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to leave. And um, on our day off, I literally was like, turn off the fucking lights. Don't turn the TV on. Open the window so I can get some fresh air and nobody fucking bother me. Nobody talked to me. Yeah. Nobody. Leave me alone. <laughs> Literally. Leave me alone, please. I understand. And I was struggling because I didn't like any of the food there either. Like, the food yeah. is so different there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't prepared for that. I was hot. There was just so many things. Uh, John, when he asked for, like, his grocery list, he asked for he, – they were saying, like, get things that are quick. So he was like, okay, can I have turkey and ham? for like sandwiches and hit in his mind he was like you'll get like the sliced deli meat yep. they gave him an a en- huge ham an entire turkey breast and a <laughs> spiral ham a spiral ham and he was like no hold on a second you told me i needed things that were quick and you honestly <laughs> sent someone to get like he opened his refrigerator and he was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this like what it's so funny everything's like just a little bit different so when you come home yeah. you're like i want I want like shitty Domino's pizza. Like yeah. I want anything that's nostalgic. Yep. Just anything. Like I asked for freaking Cheez-Its and chips and Oreos and mm-hmm. they brought me like none of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It's such a weird, weird experience. Do you feel like when you were on the show, because when you were on, they I feel like they made such a big thing about you being – by like it was like a big part of the whole thing it was a big part of I feel like your press circuit even was like yeah hot girl who likes girls and boys it was like such a big part of but I don't feel like you made it that much a part of your experience on the show but of course like they can put whatever they want in and leave of course things. yeah do you feel like it they like type cast you in a way that affected the rest of your experience being like like a public person no I think they did enough I didn't think Mm -hmm. they did it too much whereas like I think they did too much for Miranda 
Yeah. You know, they like pushed it too hard for Miranda. Mm-hmm. And I hated that for her, but I think it came off well for me. Mm-hmm. And it, and it played into it well because I was invited to like so many pride events afterwards that I was able to like, you know, enjoy and have fun with. And that very much is my personality and who I am. So I was happy with it. You know, they did the, with the whole like rainbow onesie yeah. that I wore coming in. I was like, guys, you know, like, I mean, it ended up being a hit, but like, yeah. I want, I begged them for hours to change. Well, and they're like, yeah. no, babe, you have to stay in the same outfit for just for reasons. And I was like, I will literally say, <laughs> okay, I'm going to change right now. Right. Get a <laughs> clip of me fucking taking this off and right. putting on a new outfit and be like, oh, well, Sammy changed. Like, that's what, like, what are you talking about? Why do I have to stay in the same outfit? That doesn't make any sense. Yes. Well, and for anybody who's listening and doesn't know, the producers choose your outfit for the intro they chose yeah and they chose it for especially the day that you walk in so like even for my intro I was wearing like a little pink bra top and then I had like leather leggings but my the outfit I put together I would never wear that in public ever in a million years a bra top and leather leggings fuck out of here no way Mm -hmm. I had a little bra top and like loose like 90s jeans that had like butterflies on the butt and then I had that little the leather pants with like a red like longer top and they were like let's do the bikini top and the leggings and I was like okay I okay. guess it's not I, what I wanted I suppose okay it's so funny it's so weird mm-hmm. but being a public figure and being bisexual is I would imagine you get comments especially now because you've had a child where they're like like unless people see you dating both men and women they're like you're not really whatever and there are like all these assumptions that are thrown around do you experience yep. comments like that of course, I've experienced comments like that my entire life a girlfriend like in high school right yeah I did we dated for three years in high school and college mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah I've gotten you know it's like being bisexual you can't really win because when I'm dating a woman all my friends would be like you're gay like you're gay (laughs) lesbian right and then I'm dating a guy and they're like oh so you're straight now like I don't think anybody really understands what being bisexual is unless like it's like you know the community Mm -hmm. but yeah as soon as I came out with you know my ex that we were having a baby all of the comments I thought she was gay I thought she liked yeah. girls I thought she was gay I thought she liked girls and it's, and I would you know I would fuck with people because at that point like I've already been in social media for so long that like it doesn't bother me anymore like anybody can yeah. say anything and I literally won't even flinch but like at that point I'd be like like there's no way you're that dumb like I'm sorry <laughs> like I know that's rude but like there's no way you're that fucking stupid right I'm sorry right there's no way that you literally came on here to be like but I thought she liked girls and you thought you were you were, you were right. Running with that comment. <laughs> you were running with that comment, babe. It's so crazy. I've never in my life, never in my life, seen like a stranger on the internet and be like, they need to know my opinion. They must know. I'm going to change their mind right now. I'm going <laughs> right. to change their life right now. Right. I don't understand. Especially when it's or, somebody's sexuality. Yeah. Like, are you fucking oh, yes. nuts? Like, what did you think? Oh, you're what right. You you're right. I, I'm not bisexual. Thank you, random stranger I've literally never met in my I, life. Also, like... I would never go on a, a post yeah. and look at the comments and see 10,000 other people saying the exact same thing and be right. like, oh, mine's going to mean something. Yeah. I just, mine's really going to do something. It's insane. But I feel like it's it a even, mental illness. It, literally, it's a mental illness to think that other people need to hear your opinion like that is so weird. Like even yeah. on small things like this morning, I saw someone commented on like um, 
makeup like tutorial thing that I did and was just like, that's so much product. Ma'am, who, what? <laughs> okay, then you don't follow use me. it. You <laughs> watched so the confused. video. It's like not even that, it's not like even a, like that much of a negative comment. Like that's like so easily mm-hmm. just whatever. But like, I would just simply never shut the fuck up share that shut the fuck just up. literally shut the fuck up really so when you came off the show how was your like dating life did you date seriously after the show or did you like kind of hold off and like have fun and do whatever so when i was on the show i was currently dating someone that i had been on and off with for a long time mm-hmm. we ended up breaking up when i got had come home like right around halloween time we had broken up and then I had gotten back with another ex. I was an I was a, I was an ex. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not You're gonna like lie. this didn't work the last time, but let me revisit it. <laughs> yeah, no, with like everyone. So yeah, I was dating Alex, and then we had broken up. I had gotten back with Marcus, mm-hmm. and Marcus and I were dating, and then we had broken up, and I had gotten back with an ex from college. Oh my god. <laughs> Kenny, he came, flew out to Miami and I was like, I want to move to LA. And he was like, so do I. And so we moved to LA with each other. We lived together for nine months, broke up. And then three months later, I had a one night stand and made a baby. That was from a one night stand? Nobody knows this story. (laughs) I haven't told anyone, like I haven't talked about this. I haven't (laughs) That's wild. It wasn't like a one night stand. It was like, but it was, it was. It was kind of like not a one night stand, right? But we it was the talking. first time. It was the first time, and we, we very, I very much intended to still continue talking to him. Yeah, yeah. But I messed up because <clears throat> I had planned to like not have sex. I didn't have sex for like months. I was like, I'm not getting into another relationship. Like, I really need to focus on myself. I had just spent the last three, four years going between three of my exes. Like, right. I was young, and that was like a lot. I was 22, 23. You know what I mean? Like, I had gone through so much in so Mm -hmm. many years um and living out here with kenny you know for those nine months like i was just like i want to find myself i was traveling a lot i was hanging out with my friends i I had moved into a new apartment i was like living my best life and at this time i'm 26 and so i'm like i had gotten off birth control i had been on birth control since i was like 10 years old because of my period was so bad Mm -hmm. and um, I had heard like horror stories that like you can't have kids after being on birth control for so long. Yeah. And um, so I was like, I like don't want to risk that. So I was like, all right, the next person that I, you know, want to be with, I'm going to be with. And that's mm-hmm. the person I'm going to have children with or whatever. Um, and so I had gotten off birth control and I was like really having a great time. And then I went to a pretty little thing event. Mm-hmm. And during the day, Spence and I had gone on our first date. And I went to a pretty little thing event and I got drunk <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, just got home, like chilling. And I was like, come over. Oh no. Damn. He didn't, so, he didn't come inside me. No way. It was pre-cum. That's how fertile I was after birth control. So that's crazy. I'm actually <laughs> very glad that you're t- like sharing all the details of this because you're living many girls nightmare, essentially getting that news. Yeah. You're very lucky that you're in a situation where like, well, I can't really assume what you what you felt like when you got the pregnancy test. I was not happy. (laughs) That's so crazy. I was not happy. I was like, I was freaking out because I'm a very planned person. I'm definitely very controlled when it comes to my life. Like Mm -hmm. I have planned out the way my life was going to be. Obviously the show, like being on the circle that like took off and like 
that helped me a lot. But like, as soon as I got on the circle and as soon as it aired and like I saw social media and I saw the money aspect of it, I instantly turned right into like a businesswoman. How can I financially set myself up like to mm-hmm. buy a house and do all these things? Like this was already in the plans, whether I had a baby or not. Yeah. You know, I was very planned out and all that stuff. And I remember just being like, I can't have a baby with someone I don't even fucking know. I just got out of a relationship three months ago. Like I've only been single for three months after just like spending my last couple years of going through so many relationships. Well, not so many, but relationships with the same people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not how I imagined my life. And then like, I sat down with my family and with him and, you know, we just went through like the pros and cons and, you know, I was 26 years old. I would be turning 27 in a few months um, or like in two months from the time I found out I had traveled. I'd been on TV shows financially. I was able to have a baby you know, mentally, emotionally, like I had been in therapy for already like two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like everything else in my life was pretty much perfect to having a baby. It was just the relationship aspect of it that like wasn't there. And so I kind of just like took a leap of faith and I was like, fuck it, let's give it a try. And I was very turned off to like the relationship aspect of him and I until because it took me a while to let my guard down. You know, I had just been with someone who's known me since I was 19 years old, you know? So like meeting someone new, especially I had never dated someone in the industry or that's like not my thing at all. Same. And so I was just like, I was like, do I really want, you know, I've been around people in the industry my whole life, you know, living in Miami, Miami is way more influential than LA is. I feel like when I was living there. And so I'm like, wasn't like impressed by him. You know, there was just like very many things that I was just like, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah, it ended up happening. And here I am now. And I have my my almost one year old baby, which is crazy to me. That's, I can't, I can't believe that he's almost one. He's gonna that's, be a year old next month. That's right. Crazy. That's crazy. I and have you, a one year old. I have a friend who is pregnant right now. And mm-hmm. I went to her baby shower. And she's I'm 29. I think she's 27. What? When I went to her baby shower, I was like, this is so fucked up. I was like, what's going on? You're having I was a like, baby. There's I something like, inside you. I was like, this is too much. I can't. Like, when she told us too, I was like, are we scared or are yeah. we happy? That's what? how my family was too. Well, that's how my friends were. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, this was like an insane amount of change to experience in a short, very short period of time. Yeah. That's wild. Because I, I was thinking about this earlier, how weird it is that your season came out in 2020, right? So it was like a pandemic mm-hmm. show. That's crazy because that feels like that was like a million years ago that, that your Literally. season came out. But in two years – you had the show air and now you're a mama. It's crazy. It's That's honestly wild. wild. Like how slow time has gone, but also how fast it's gone. It's like, you know, it just feels, it feels like I just moved into my apartment in LA and I can't mm-hmm. believe it. it's already been two years and I already moved away and I'm already like, I am bought a house and all of these things. I do plan to get another apartment in LA, very small, yeah, you know, cheaper apartment because I'm, I don't need it, a big one. Yeah. So I know I'm not like done in LA, but yeah, it's crazy to think about just how much I've gone through just in these three years from the show airing. Yeah. 
It's insane. That's an insane amount of change. And even like mentally, it's really like, that's really challenging to process. I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. Yeah. I'm now I'm just like, I, the time that I definitely should have taken, I don't regret my son. I will never regret my son ever in a million years, but the time that I should have taken, I'm finally taking now. I feel like I'm like talking about sobriety. Like I'm like six months clean by yeah. myself, alone, you know, <laughs> focusing on myself, single as a fucking Pringle. And I love every minute of it. Like I never have to, anybody who texts my phone, it's either my sister, my parents, my cousins, mm-hmm. my best friends. Like I am like enjoying just being with my son so much that it's mm-hmm. almost kind of scary because I feel like the next person that I choose to like go to date or even think about being with or dating, like, they're gonna have a really tough time because I'm so happy and content just being with Bray all the time. Yeah. But that's honestly, (laughs) I think that's an even like better outlook to have because there's especially in, at least for me in my early 20s, I was like, oh, you want to date me? Oh, we're dating then actually. Yeah. Like I, I was, it was like, if we had enough in common and you liked me enough, your chances were like, pretty good yeah uh, that's how I was I yeah. was the same way I was like oh you're ready to a date again okay let's get to you okay great even though you, even though you literally <laughs> destroyed my fucking emotional well-being yeah. and you made my anxiety absolutely horrible and probably we're talking to other girls when we were together Absolutely. Yeah. I would then love yes, to marry you. I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. There was someone that I dated Absolutely. on and off. <laughs> yeah, I will be there. Um, <laughs> there's someone I dated on and off from when I was literally 16. 16. Wow. And yeah. over and over again, we would like date for a little while and then he would fuck it up some way. And it would mm-hmm. either be like he would just like almost like ghost me. Like we would make plans and he just like wouldn't show up. And I'd be like, okay. Hmm. odd and I've known him since I was 13 like we are like we've been friends forever and there was the last time that we like really actually the time before this which is horrifying we um started to see each other again and then it was New Year's I spent New Year's with him he was supposed to hang out with me the next day and that day he texted me oh he just didn't answer me at all that day and then the following day so like the second January 2nd, he texted me and told me that he really fucked up with his ex and he was going to get back together with her. And I was like, what? Wait, you guys were together? You guys were dating? Yeah. And he was like, I think I really fucked up with my ex. So I'm going to get. Do you want to know the worst part of it? You know, when you go on the show, they give you like you you have this shitty Samsung Galaxy from 2017 piece of shit. And you have no apps on it. You have WhatsApp and you can load only Oh, Numbers. they didn't give me – we didn't have that. No way. So you had nothing? Yeah. I had a little tiny phone that I could call 911 if I needed help with, and they never told me actually how to call 911 because it's not 911 in the UK. Right. So I would have died. How long were you out there for your filming cycle? A month. Wow. That's fucked. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's crazy. They at least gave us, like, this little shit phone, and there was literally – Wait, even while you guys were filming? No, no, no. Not what we were filming. Oh, okay. We I were mean, in a holding up. My chaperone was with me every single day anyway, so it's not like I really even needed it. Yeah. But there were two nights where she left me alone mm-hmm. in my apartment. I was only in my apartment for like five days before I was in the filming apartments. Yeah. And then I was in the filming apartments for 15 days. And then that last week, we were all together anyway because we were like shooting the finale and like right. doing like promo pictures and stuff like that. So realistically, I didn't really need it. Yeah. But- well, I got flown out there for what 
what ended up being season five and yeah. then they like swapped them when they aired them but i got flown out for a different season than the one that i was on so i was out there for like two months so i was very grateful for that phone oh my god yeah it was a long time but while i was out there and i had that that shitty phone and you only had like a handful of phone numbers that you could put in there one of the phone numbers i had was the guy who broke up with me to go date his ex like why why am i like this and then I moved back home and I tried to legitimately date him again. And then like the second we were in person, I was like, what the Why are we like this? Why are we like this? I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. This is ridiculous. I think it's very much the people pleaser in me. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy because were you dating them to please them? I don't know. I feel like because I think of the people pleaser in me that just like wants everybody to be happy and everything's great and everything's amazing. Yeah. So like the minute someone gives me even a little bit of like excitement like with Kenny for example when I had seen him when he had come to Miami he was like you know I still have feelings for you whatever and we were both like I was like oh my god me too but like did I yeah did right I actually right you know but it was more so like he said it so I was like oh okay like me too right and then <laughs> with Marcus and Alex like all the times that I ever got out of relationships I was the one that broke up with them like I never got broken up with so like mm -hmm. something in my brain was like Sammy this is not what you should be doing you should not be with this person yeah. but somehow I still always ended up back with them and I never understood why or I how I think part of it is like just being a, like a creature of habit and finding things that are comfortable yeah. like it's that's true. I, it's like what's that saying that's like the devil you know is better than the one that like you don't you don't know like it's like mm. you would rather experience what you know because at least you know what you're getting than yeah. end up with someone else who you you're just like gonna take take the chance of whatever that relationship yeah. might be so i think there's like some level of comfort in that but i mm -hmm. i wonder if the people pleasing that you feel is similar to me, I hate disappointing people and I hate turning people down. And so mm -hmm. if I like you enough, I would give it a try versus being like, I really am not interested. At least yeah. I've got, I think I've, I've moved past that now, but that was definitely the major theme of like my early and mid twenties mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. That was definitely me too. Yeah. Sure. And I, I went through it with women too. Like there were women that I dated who had boyfriends. Not proud of it. Not a proud of it. Not a proud of it. <laughs> Let me just say, I didn't like. I didn't knowingly sign up for that. Right. Right. Saying I wasn't like, you have a boyfriend. Let's do it. Right. Right. It was more so like it, it. just I would find out. As shitty as it is, there's a reason why people like even cheat. Like there's a level of like excitement yeah. in that, um, mm -hmm. and it's a terrible thing to do to a person. But I understand being the other person, being like not my yeah. responsibility. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not my yeah, relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, uh, when I would find out, I would be like, okay, I would cut it out. Like, I'm yeah. not a homeworker. That's not a thing for me. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I can't. I just personally cannot. Yeah. Why would I deal with that when there's so many other people I could be dating? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, even with like women, like, I would date them and then, like, you know, not talk to them because of certain things that I didn't like or mm -hmm. red flags or just like there was no chemistry. And then, like, couple months later it would be like they would slide in my dms oh let's go out to lunch and then somehow i'm still with this person wrapped yeah. up doing stuff and i'm like why why and, and why? then they'll do something that like gives me the ick and i'm like that's why i, <laughs> that's oh why I left God. the first time that's why i should have left and that's why i should have stayed going but i've done so good like after kenny and i broke up i was yeah. like boom done and i have not talked to anybody from my past since Spence and I had started talking. Yeah. And it's been about two years now. Wow. <laughs> That's great. That must feel good. And I think it's it probably so good. 
it's nice to even just not have the drama of a relationship. One less yeah. thing to worry about. Yeah. I mean, not even just the relationship, just like, yeah, just like talking to someone that I just feel like it's not, it doesn't serve me anymore. And, I, and I, therapy has helped a lot mm-hmm. with like cutting out and like realizing. I think something that helped me too is instead of texting someone, I would put it in my notes, my notes app Ooh. in my phone. And I would write it there instead of texting that person. Mm-hmm. And then now I started journaling back in December. And now I journal Smart. if I have a thought of saying something or doing something. And it has helped so much. Yeah. Like so much. Journaling is the best. Journaling is like – it's like the the best like dumb bitch, bitch filter. Like if yeah. if, <laughs> if I am a little worried if I'm being a dumb bitch, if I journal about it and then read it the next day and be like, oof. Yikers. Happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good like, like little yeah. filter between it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and it's now, funny because I never I never saw myself journaling ever. Yeah. It and it feels very like early 2000s CW show to be like Yeah, like I feel like there should be a narrator being like, well, today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I also like Anytime I've ever journaled, it seems really like I think about the times where you've like seen it in TV where they're like, "Dear diary or something (laughs) and I'm very glad that you don't have to actually do that because that's mortifying mortifying I journaled a lot while I was doing the show too and then oh really I didn't I did but they ripped out the pages from the days that I was in the game before I left they literally my journal was sitting on the call on the kitchen table and they were like was it your journal or was it like the journal like was it in the circle no, it was not like, you know, they give you the one that like has the circle sticker on it. It was not that okay. one. It, it was, was like your own personal journal. Yeah, that I brought with me. And they like I was packing up my stuff when I left the game and they I came back out into the kitchen and they were like flipping through it. And I was like, hello, that's my journal. And they were like, were you writing in it while you were here? And I said, yes, but like only my thoughts and feelings and they were like, well, that's game information, so we have to take it. And they ripped out all the pages. Thank God they didn't do that to me. I wrote I wrote in a whole – okay, but mine was kind of corny. Like, I wrote to, like, my boyfriend that I was dating at the time every oh, single day. I was, like, telling him, like, what we were doing and just telling mm-hmm. him I was thinking about him and stuff like that. And I hid it. Like, I didn't hide it. But, like, they saw me journaling Yeah, uh, multiple times. And then that's I just yeah, put it in my suitcase and I gave it to him, like, as a gift. Well, as they that's really that's really cute actually. <laughs> I'm so corny in relationships. That's so sweet though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now now that you're a mom, mm-hmm. do you think It's still so weird hearing that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It it, it I'm is so for that. Yeah, it's so strange. It's well what I hear a lot, obviously I'm I'm not a mother, but what I hear a lot from other women who have kids now, um, them saying like you have to like get to know yourself again. Like there's a part of you that sort of like dips and then yeah. when you have a kid and now you're sort of having to like reassociate yourself. Are you experiencing mm-hmm. that now? Hell yeah. I experienced it a lot, I would say when he was about five or six months mm-hmm. because the first like you know, this first couple months, you're just like, like, what just fucking happened to me? You know, you don't realize how traumatizing having a baby is because the world makes it seem so beautiful and amazing and wonderful. And it is. Don't get me wrong. It is the most beautiful. Like, nobody can ever tell me fucking shit. Like, I just created a whole life. Yes. And carried it for <laughs> nine months, birthed it, and then yep. fed it from my body. He yep. ate from my body for six months. 
you can't tell me shit. No. You literally cannot tell me shit. Certainly There's not. nobody that can look at me and tell me anything about myself. And so, like, I was processing all that, like, wow, I'm a bad bitch. Like, I really just did this. And then it came to, like, holy shit. Now I have to take care of this thing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. My whole life. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm very much like a get up, go do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want person. And so being controlled to the point of, like, you know, affection is not my thing like I'm not a physical touch is not a love language of mine okay and so breastfeeding was really difficult for me because he had to be on me every fucking hour every two hours and so that was really hard for me to process and it was just like I didn't feel like my body was mine for the first six to nine months Mm -hmm. just wasn't I so I would say now I'm you know I'm feeling normal now but yeah I would say around five six months is when that like journey really started where I was like oh my god like who am I now? Because not only do I have to like balance my regular life and what I want to do with my life, but it's like, I have this whole social media presence. And like, I don't want to just be a mom influencer, but right. I also don't want to not post my kid and talk about mom things. Yeah. You know? So like, it's just like struggling with finding out who I am in life and then on social media and what I want to post about and talk about and what kind of person do I want to be? You know, who do I, what do I want to be remembered for? Is mm-hmm. what I think about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that when you announced that you were pregnant on social media, mm-hmm. do you, did, was there a part of you that was like, God, people are going to think I'm a mom blog now. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's sort of like, like that crosses my mind. And I'm like, that's silly because you're going to, you're about to like have a child. Like this is like mm-hmm. so much bigger than social media. But when your job is social media, like you almost have to think like, this is, this is going to change my job. Like this is going to change how you move forward and all of that. Were there, was there anybody Mm -hmm. who commented or like said any feedback to you that was like them being disappointed that now your content was going to change? I lost a lot of followers when Really? Oh yeah. Like all men all unfollowed me. Shit. All of them. Which like, Damn. Yeah, right. Bye. Wish that didn't happen. Like, gonna miss ya. So ridiculous. Yeah, no, so many men unfollowed me. My my I think my women to men ratio is like I have like 80% female followers. Love it. Which like not mad about it. So like that was different. But like, yeah, not saying I was pressured at all, but I just remember like my manager sending me like her other clients who are like mom bloggers and like big mom bloggers and her being like this could be you and stuff like that and I remember I struggled a lot in the beginning because at first I was like I don't want to post about my baby at all like Mm -hmm. I just want to keep him off social media for a while you know I just don't want to post him but then like as a mom like I don't know there's just so much excitement and like this is my baby like this is the thing I made like look at this is so cool like I made him and I wanted people to see stuff and I wanted people to get updates and I wanted to like share the journey. I also was really like really set on sharing the ugly sides of pregnancy and breastfeeding and having a baby because when I was looking for stuff, like everything is so glamorized, especially Mm -hmm. on social media. Like everything is just so like you should have a natural birth and not use an epidural and everything should just be beautiful and perfect. And breastfeeding is so easy. All you have to do is just put them on your boob every five minutes and life will be fine. And it's like, it's miserable those yeah. first couple months. I'm sorry. Is it amazing? Absolutely. Was I equally as happy as I was miserable? Yes. But that is okay. That is allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like at the end of the day, you could 
you could try your best to keep all of the, like, the way that you represent yourself the same, but you're not the same. Like you're not no, the same. I will never be the same. My body yeah. will never be the same. Mentally, I will never be the same. My body chemistry will never be the same. Like, yeah. Well, and what I learned recently was the way that hormones work when you're pregnant. Yeah. Your estrogen is the highest it will ever, ever, ever be in your whole life while you're pregnant, yeah. which is why you're glowy. That's why you mm -hmm. like feel so happy and great. Yep. And then yep. the second you have a child, it, it is, drops. It plummets, plummets. So and you feel like most shit. severe decrease yeah. that the human body can ever feel yes. or experience or go through. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree that I don't think that that's represented enough because no, that's it's not. It's really scary. It's really yeah. scary. But I think you've done a really good job of like, like I followed your whole pregnancy journey. And I think you've done a really good job of saying like, I'm really struggling with this. And I, yeah. this is something that I'm working on. And even like, almost like um, crowdsourcing advice from people so that you're you're like building this community of people who have also experienced that and like you yeah. have such a huge following so to have mm -hmm. someone like you be like i this sucks and i'm also yeah. struggling with this and like we're gonna figure this out together is yeah. amazing yeah like i i don't know if you saw me post about mastitis but like i had mm -hmm. no idea mastitis was a thing i had never heard of it before and so my doctors didn't warn me about it like nobody told me about these things mm -hmm. and i'm just like it is 2023 or 2022. Yeah. Why wasn't this the first thing that was told to me when I told you guys that I wanted to breastfeed? Because. Why isn't that something that we talk about? I, it pissed I, me off so much. I fully believe that the reason that people don't talk about the negative side of like, not the negative, but the challenging parts of pregnancy and negative. having kids. Negative. <laughs> parts of it and the, of like the whole process, even after you have the kid, like like you said, what is it? Ma mas ma how do you say it? Mastitis. Mastitis. Okay. And that's when the, the gland is blocked, right? Your milk. Yeah. Your milk. It's clogged. Okay. Yeah. And so, and that's painful, is it not? Oh my God. It gives you a flu-like symptoms. I had 103 fever, body aches. I had the shakes. Like my body was literally shaking, like convulsing. I was drenched in sweat, but I was freezing cold. Oh my God. And you have to keep feeding on that breast because you have to get it unclogged. I literally had to sit on all fours and Spence laid down underneath me and had to suck the clog out of my breast because it was oh so bad God. because Bray couldn't get it out. There was yeah. nothing else I could do. I was massaging. I was using Epsom salt. There was nothing I could do until he sucked it really, really hard and finally got it like unclogged. But it was the worst pain I've ever felt. And I got it three times. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, I, I really feel like they don't talk about that stuff because if they did, people wouldn't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's really... so many things that people wouldn't – like there's so many things besides the world and the way the world is right now. I just personally would like don't think kids should be brought into the way the world Dude, is right now with I everything understand. that's going on. Yes, I brought a child into the world. I, I – yes. But this yeah, is but not that the world that I wanted to bring him into. And it wasn't planned. It's not like you looked right. at the state of the world and you were like, ah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's on fire fine. and everyone <laughs> hates each other and is killing each other. Let's um, have a baby. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a baby. Like, so there's that. <laughs> but like on top of all the other things that come with having a baby, people would not have kids. I mean, there's this girl on TikTok who has a list of like all the reasons why you shouldn't have kids. Do you know that girl? I, I know the girl with the list. I love her. Love her. TikTok has legitimately, I think I always thought when I was younger that I was like, I'm going to be a mom. I know I am. Yeah. It's something I want to do. As I, I mean, I never her, did, but yeah. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I never imagined having a kid. Wild. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The universe had different plans for you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but that but that woman, like, and everything I see on TikTok of of really like moms being more honest and even like some of the things that you've posted, I'm like, maybe I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's wild yeah. that you were not you weren't planning on that. Like that wasn't something that you like sort of envisioned for yourself. Yeah, like I always wanted to have kids, right? Mm-hmm. I was always like, oh yeah, like I'm going to be a great mom. But like I never actually was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be a mom. Like when my family found out I was pregnant, like I mean, I've talked about this before. I wasn't I wasn't going to keep him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to keep the baby. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of processing and just like uh, the only reason, the only factor of why I didn't want to keep the baby is because I didn't know Spence. We didn't know each other. Yeah. Like, how am I going to have a baby with someone I don't know? And I'm, I'm very much a control freak and anxiety and all of these things. Of course, I'm like, oh, my God, well, this wasn't the plan. Like, this isn't how I planned it. So how can I do it this way? Um, but when I talked to my family and everything like that, when I told my family I was pregnant, they didn't even ask, like, who was it with or whose baby is it? They didn't ask anything. They were like, okay, so what are we doing? wow that's (laughs) an incredible level of support that you have oh yeah like my family was like that we still joke about it to this day yeah like my family was just over yesterday and they'll be like I can't believe you have a fucking kid and I'm like (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna be a year old and like even my parents like they'll sit there and hold him and be like I never thought I'd see the day I'm like guys it's getting old he's been here for a year he's here okay like we don't have to keep talking about it they're just like I just really thought you would never have kids and like when you told us you were pregnant I was like please keep the baby please keep the baby like yeah everyone was dead my all my sisters I'm the oldest Mm -hmm. I have have one I have one older sister but she's like from my uh, my mom's other relationship okay and then there's like this family here and like my younger sister already has three kids Alex already has four kids you know wow. my other sisters are getting older they they all want to have kids like I never talked about having kids I never was saying I was gonna get pregnant I was never mm-hmm. like yeah can't wait even though I was a therapist I worked with kids my entire life mm-hmm. you know I got my master's degree I was ready to kids were going to be my life mm-hmm. but not in this way that I saw like it's yeah. happening now yeah. So it's still, yeah, it's still a surprise to my family. It's still a surprise to people that, like, I have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It, like, makes your whole – it, like – I feel like it just changes your whole identity as a human being when you end Everything. up becoming a mom. It's wild. I did see on TikTok somewhere that – I can't remember, like, what the, like, actual, like, context of it, but you were like, I'm mm-hmm. done dating men for, like, potentially ever. <laughs> we're yeah. done. Yep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that yeah. sounds about right. But when I had gotten out of my relationship with Kenny, I was like, the next relationship I'm going to be in is with a girl. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to this girl and she was like too overbearing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went on a, a date with Spence. Obviously, we know what happened. And then yeah. like me and that girl, I told the girl like, hey, like, <laughs> can't talk to you anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we stopped talking. And then when me and Spence had broken up, I had downloaded Hinge. I tweeted about it. Yeah. I hated it. I was on it for literally like 72 hours and I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on myself. Well, that girl that I had been talking to before Spence and I had talked slid in my DMs and was like, okay. hey. I was like, hey, what's up? We started hanging out. We hung out for like a week. Found out she had a whole fucking girlfriend. A whole girlfriend. What is wrong with people? What is, leave me alone. Like, leave- I did not, I did not bother you. <laughs> left me alone 
You could have literally left me alone. You could have literally <laughs> left me the fuck alone. That's insane. Like my last message to her, I was like, so you've had a girlfriend this whole fucking time? No Did response. I haven't talked since. No, of course not. What is wow. she like? Sorry. I mean, granted, we were only talking for like, it was only like a week that we were hanging out. <clears throat> and then I was like, fuck this. Like I'm over people just in general. Like yeah. I... I am over it. I am yeah. over it. So then I was talking to another guy and then a girl, but not like dating, right? It was just yeah, more just sort of just like texting or whatever, yeah. and talking. Um, the good thing is like, I have no desire to date anyone in Pennsylvania. So like anybody that I would talk to or like date would be like in other places. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a, a positive for me, right? Because like when I do want to talk to somebody or I do take the time to talk to somebody, like it's only going to be texting and talking. Whereas like, I'm a lover, right? Like mm-hmm. I love to be in relationships, um, obviously. And so <laughs> it's good for me that they're not like physically here. Cause I feel like I would probably be in, it's been six months. Like this is the longest I've been single in a really long time. Bray yeah. also helps. He's also yeah. like the bumper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to bring him around anyone. Yeah. That, like I don't see myself actually being with, but it's really nice. Just like, when I want to talk to somebody or text somebody or call somebody or something like that, like I do have people that, you know, I'm taking the time to talk to, but when it comes to like actually like dating, dating, I don't know. I'm still very standoffish. Yeah. I would imagine your whole outlook on it is really different now too. Hell yeah. It's so different. It's like not, I'm not just thinking like for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I am 28 years old. I'm going to be 29 this year, obviously, Sammy. What the fuck? And <laughs> well, maybe you just turned. <laughs> that's how birthdays work. That is, um, I, have, I have heard that every year, occasionally. You know, I'm not dating to just like date for fun and yeah. not talk to you a year from now. Like, I'm dating, like, are you ready to be a step parent? Are you ready to get married in like two years, two, three years? Do you want more kids? Mm-hmm. Do you want kids at all? Do you like kids? You know, like, there's so many things. Have you ever been to jail before? Do you have any sexual sexual assault offenders in your family? Any pedophiles? Anybody oh that I God. know about? Like, that's a serious question. Yeah. Right. I didn't even think that way until buying a house. Because when you're buying a house, I like to look that stuff up, too, online. Yeah. Like, you know, who's registered, who's not. Like, there's so many things that you actually have to worry about. And I'm, a like I said, a control freak when it comes to things. So, like, right out of the gate, like, if I meet you today and you're showing interest, like, I'm going to ask you these questions. Mm-hmm. Do you think in, if like, let's say you end up meeting someone, it's someone that you really want to date. Is it going to be, like, are you going to have to consider Spence's feelings about that no. person? Okay, that makes it easier, at least. Whatever, it's a good thing that you're so independent and you have an amazing yeah. support system <laughs> because it already was a challenging situation that you you didn't really know what you were getting into. Right. And and then now to know that you are actually like doing it on your own mm-hmm. is is wild. It's wild. Because that was obviously not the plan either. Like this is literally what I was terrified of happening. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. All of it has pretty much I feel like the past like year and and change, like year and a half ish. I guess well well you were pregnant for so like two years. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be two years in July. Yeah. Okay. So the past two ish years have just given you like challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge. Yeah, literally, like it's just been you know that TikTok that's like 
Yeah. Uh, and it says something else and it's like a little harder. It's like, yeah. that's too much. Like, yeah. That's literally how I feel. Like gets pregnant, boom, gets cheated on, boom. No, gets pregnant, boom, has a baby, boom, gets cheated on multiple times, boom. Multiple and it's like, times? Girl. Girl. <laughs> but you want to yeah. know and something? And it's just like life, okay? But this is why I don't trust industry people. Dead I don't ass. trust anyone. It's not even just industry people because I got in. I was just talking to that girl. She's not, nothing, and she had a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It doesn't matter. Bad. People, bad it's people bad. are just going to be bad people. Yeah, dirty people are just going to be dirty people. It doesn't. Yeah. You can't. It doesn't matter what their job is. It doesn't matter what their life is. Yeah. I've met people who don't have a job, who don't do anything at all with their life, who live with their parents in their basement and still cheat. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> it no, you're right. Doesn't matter what anything. Like so if if somebody's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. If they're going to be a shitty person, they're going to be a shitty person. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting that I think part of it, part of it is that we have access to so much. Like it's so easy. And you also, there's like a way to hide things now that just feels so different. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, for so long, cheating was like a standard part of like almost an expectation in Mm -hmm. marriages because partially because people were getting married so young, but it was like culturally a thing. Mm -hmm. And that's horrifying. And so there's an amazing um, sex therapist named uh, Esther Perel. If you ever if you ever want to like dig into psychologically, like how all this stuff happens, she's amazing. She has uh-huh. books and Ted talks. She's and a podcast. She's great. And she has this like cutie little German accent. And I just like, I love it. Love it. Um, she talks about monogamy being the final frontier in the way that we look at relationships as human beings, because we never really did that successfully before. Mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting that like, we can't hack it for some reason. Like it's so challenging for people to do. And obviously not. Which I don't get it. I don't get it because it's really fucking easy for me. (laughs) You want to know what it is? That's all I'm going to say. It's really easy for me. (laughs) I, part of it I think is because you have a great support system and you, I think. I know myself. I think that's what it is. You know yourself. You know yourself. You're not seeking for yourself and other people like other people Mm -hmm. might be like you're the validation. It seems comes from here because you know yourself well enough yeah exactly that's exactly what I said to him too like yeah because it was kind of like that too where it was like you know after a few weeks of not speaking it was like well I've been watching podcasts and like of this person and like he cheated on his wife but like they're so much stronger now and I'm like that's not a fucking characteristic of a marriage that I want like I'm sorry that's not a stepping stone to being happy yeah. Cheating on me is not a fucking stepping stone to our happily ever fucking after. Right. And it that's- never will be. Like, I'm sorry. That's delusional. That's a wild take to have. <laughs> that's a wild unhinged take to have. Delusion. <laughs> yeah. Legit delusion. That's crazy. Yeah. And I like you weren't married. And this was yeah. all at that time that you found out you were pregnant was already such a short term thing. Like, People who cheat in marriages and find a way to move past it, that takes a tremendous amount of work. And judging by the current performance, it doesn't really seem like that work was going to be put in there. No, (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) So I can't even imagine. Could you imagine being a person who'd be like, you're right. I would never. You're right. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I thought that being cheated on 
wasn't was a negative wasn't wasn't negative yeah you're right like i would so love to stay with you and keep working on it and if you want to cheat again i totally get that yeah um i get that that's what gets us to that final step of you should have together and being married you should have thanked him for adding strength to your relationship god hands the toughest battles to the strongest <laughs> soldiers and i'm so happy that you saw me as one of those i'm so happy that i enlisted <laughs> Like, bitch, what? Get the fuck away from me. Leave me alone and never speak to me ever again. Oh my God, ew. I can't even believe that I, ew. That's literally what I said. Ew, ew. I ew. Felt so ew. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me the heebie jeebs. Like, I literally, after I found out, I took the longest shower because I was like, oh my God. Boiling, like, boiling. Oh my God, ew. Like, just ew, ew. I unknowingly slept with so many women last year. It's like, it's great. I wish you could have been there at least. Enjoy it. Honestly. Like, I love that for me. I do love love that that for you. Hypothetically, (laughs) that would have been great. Would have been a great time. Yeah. Yeah. At least you have a beautiful little baby now. And that's yeah, that's no, he's perfect. Pretty sick. He's so fucking cute. How do he's you so your perfect house? and amazing? Le- legitimately. I have dogs. I have dogs, <laughs> animals, which I know you have dogs, so you you understand yeah. like how much you yeah. can love a dog. John has literally said to me before, I'm scared for like if and when you actually have ki- kids because yeah. the way that you treat your dogs is scary. How do you leave your house? It's so funny because when I was pregnant, like Danny and Javi, my mm-hmm. uh, like two closest friends in LA. They were like, dude, <clears throat> I already know your baby is going to be loved so much because the way you handle your dogs is ridiculous. Like, yeah. you are the ultimate pet mother. Like, yeah. even my cat, you know, I, I include her, but she's, like, self-sufficient. Cats but, are like that. Oh, my God. She's literally the queen of the house. Like, she yeah. looks at me like, bitch, get your shit together. Like, please. <laughs> like, get it together. I'm like, honey, okay, I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm trying. It's help not me. for lack of trying. God. Please help. <laughs> That's why I can't have a cat. I can't handle the judgment. Oh my god, the judgment! Like she just sit there like this, looking at me, and I'm like, and and they don't give a fuck. Like they'll no. they'll, they'll fuck up your shit and be like, and oh, and what? what? Clean and it what? up. <laughs> and you're cleaning, and they're like, that's right, bitch, that's right. Yep. Like she'll literally stand over top of me as I scoop her shit from her litter box. Yeah, and like, then she'll right. get in after I clean it. She'll get in, take a pee, come out, and just look at me like, clean it up, <sighs> cats. Rough. Yeah, but no, it is definitely hard leaving my house because, you know, between my dogs, like my dogs, I just used to take everywhere with me. And then when I got Mm. pregnant, I was in the house with them all the time Mm. after, you know, COVID happened and then I got pregnant. So I was with them every single day, all day. Then this baby comes in and they're like, mom, what is this thing? (laughs) You did not, you did not talk to us about this before bringing this thing here. Right. And it cries, it cries. We can't handle it. So that was hard for me to like balance. But Mm -hmm. now it's just like, it's so easy. It's such a routine now that Mm -hmm. like, I don't even, I don't even think anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have two dogs, right? Yeah. So it's all, it's the two dogs, the cat, you and Bray. You have a full house, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. I literally need no one. You don't need fucking anybody. And in summation, fuck his feelings. Yeah. Okay. If I need someone who's just going to listen to me talk and not change anything and not do anything about it, I'll go downstairs and talk to my dog. Exactly. Like, exactly. I say all the time, like, I look at my dogs and I'm like, it's crazy that we've, I feel like we talk all the time. Yeah. And, and you've never said a word to me. 
we talk all the time. We have great conversations and you don't talk at all. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I ask everybody who comes on the show what their like number one piece of dating advice would be. And you have a roller coaster of dating experience behind you. So you must have Mm -hmm. learned a thing or two. So what, what would be like number one dating advice from you? Stay single. Period. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. My number one dating advice, my number, number, number one dating advice is to find out who you are first. And I never truly really understood that because when I would hear people say like, you need to love yourself first before you get into a relationship, you need to know yourself first. I never really understood that because I felt like, okay, but I can still love myself and learn to love myself while also simultaneously loving someone else and being with somebody else. Because I think that's the issue with us as a society is we think that like everything needs to be like this or that. Like Mm -hmm. it can never be conjoined things, you know, like I can be in a relationship, but very much still be in my own solitude and take care of myself and show up for myself every single day and set boundaries and know what I want while also still loving someone else and taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. That's something that I think also comes with age and maturity because that's something I like my 22 and 23 year old self would have been like, bitch, you're speaking a different language. Okay. But yeah, I think it's just like working on yourself and getting to know yourself before getting into a relationship enough. I'm not saying it has to be like healing is, is never going to stop. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always happening. Yeah. It's ongoing and figuring yourself out, learning yourself. You're never going to be the same person you are. Um, psychologically, your brain alters every single day. So you mm-hmm. will never, ever be the same person that you are today. Mm-hmm. And I think that people just need to give themselves grace and understanding and communicate, communicate as much as possible. Even if you think it's going to be negative, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what, like that's something that, I always tell people in relationships is like, just communicate. You have to communicate no matter what. Yeah. You can't over communicate. You really can't. Not in no, a good, not in a healthy no relationship. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Not, not in a healthy one. You really can't. Yeah. And not with somebody who's, who's uh, able to understand and like maturely communicate with you mm-hmm. and just, you know, know that, that with communication comes happier yes. futures. I feel like if you're with 100%. someone who's not, who's not able to sit down and like communicate with you and have conversations then there's absolutely no point in being together. Yeah. And I would imagine like now having a kid, the, like just being exhausted, responsible yeah. for another person and like just the stress of all of that. Mm-hmm. And then being with someone who can't communicate with you properly is like that on a waste crack. of time. Yeah. <laughs> A waste of time. Exactly. Uh, a waste of time. Yeah. How do you, what was like, what do you think has been the most helpful way that you got to know yourself beyond just like the aging process? I mean, not that it's like a good thing, but I would say just my experiences being mm-hmm. cheated on. I, he's not the first person who's ever cheated on me. Like fucking how dare? Like, <laughs> do you know who I am? It's like, I'm just kidding. But like, seriously, even before the circle, like I really thought I was that bitch, no matter what. Like, you I've are that very bitch. Confident. <laughs> of course. I've always been very confident in myself. So every time I got cheated on, I was like, me? Like, yeah. I'm a great person. I mean, I've, I haven't always been the greatest. Like, yeah, we. I grew up, I, you know, I was young. I had my own flaws. I still have flaws. I will always be flawed. But yeah, anyway, I would just say the experiences being yeah. cheated on before even like friendships have helped me grow to like learn who I am and love myself and 
just experiences. I, I, like I, that's the only way that I can think about it other than aging and just maturity mm-hmm. is just putting myself out there. I've put myself in very uncomfortable situations and, you know, high risk, high reward kind of thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, I've lived in different cities. I've lived in different states. I've dated different people from different backgrounds and different genders. And I've experienced so much in my life that I'm finally now at 28, because I'm not saying this is going to happen overnight <laughs> and it's not going to happen. It could happen at any age, really. But for me, just now at 28, I feel like I'm finally like really finding myself and understanding who I am as a person and what I want in a partner mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah, I love that. The biggest the biggest like lie I think that we all get told is that your 20s are the best year of your life, years of your no. life. No. The lies. You're, I, you couldn't pay me any amount of money to go back to my 20s. Never in a million years. I was just in an interview a couple weeks ago and this guy that was interviewing me had asked if you could live a certain age, what would what would that age be? And I was like, I'd probably want to live until I was like, like 150 or 200 years old. Yeah. And the reason I said that is because talking to people, I've always heard that like in your 30s is when you're like really finding yourself and like know yourself and like they're like the best years. And then your 40s come and it's like, hell yeah. Like yeah. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Mm-hmm. This is the best time I'm having. I'm able to like, do whatever I want and do all these things. So you're telling me I just spent the last 30 to 40 years figuring myself out and now I'm going to die in 20 years? Yeah. Isn't that some shit? That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, like I need just as much time to live that happy life. So like you're telling me around 40, 50 is when I'm having this like great time. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like, can I live for another 50 years. And then I just added an extra 50 because I was like, what? I want to live my best life. Like, Why not? Come on. No, the best part of being an old person is they can do whatever the hell they want and no and one's going to tell them anything. They don't, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And no one's going to no correct them because they're like, oh, mm. she's old. Don't worry about it. I love just that. going to be old and cute and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be old, cute, and wrong. Old, That's cute, all and I wrong. Want in my life. Wrong and strong. That's the way. That's the way. Um, okay. Well, I loved chatting with you so much. I adore you. Like Yay, you, thank you, you have such a wonderful, <laughs> like you're such a wonderful gift to the social media space. You really oh, are. So. You really I'll are. Cry. That's one thing that Bray has done for me is made me a fucking bitch. Like I will cry <laughs> on site. And it's so funny because I've never been like that. Like I'm not, yeah. like I said, like affection or showing emotions, like that is not my thing, but like I'll cry now. Yeah. Yeah, well, your hormones are all over the place. <laughs> I'll cry. No, nine I'll months cry. in, nine months out. Okay, I'm good. Okay, my okay, body you're is good. back to normal. <laughs> nine months in, nine months out. I'm at the ten month mark. After a cool year and a half, almost two yeah, years. Yeah, I'm finally normal. My brain is finally chemistry is we're flowing. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see it's. I wouldn't say it's there. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, it's fine. Well, it's fine. I, I don't think you ever get like a hundred percent back to no. like pre baby anything. But it's the new normal and it's exciting mm-hmm. and like he's so cute. He's so cute. Oh. I can't even imagine like he's gonna get cuter every year. <laughs> oh my god. I can't. Every second. Every second. Uh but thank you for chatting with me today. I really enjoyed thank you it. For having me. Oh my gosh, of course. And I can't wait to see <laughs> like your cutie little house and, and yes. how much you grow and change. And if you're ever in the New York City area, you gotta tell me. I got you. I was literally just there, so I was like, damn. <sighs> I was I was in Long Island. My family lives in Long Island. Oh so. no way! Um, yeah, 
Uh-huh. It's okay, only well, like a two-hour drive for me, so it's not far at all. Anytime you want to come out, let me know. The My biggest connect in the city is literally the Museum of Sex, but it's really fun. So anytime I love it. Come. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone it's there. It's the best. It's the best. Hell yeah. As long as we go jump on the boobs, I'm happy. Oh, we always got to jump on the boobs. Now, there's a man who works there. His name is Stan. And last time mm-hmm. I was there, he was like, is this your 10th time doing this? <laughs> and he was like, and as I was leaving, he was like, see you again in a couple of months. And I was like, bye. Bye, Stan. Stan, Stan, mind your business, okay? (laughs) So nice to see you. Um, Yeah, yeah. So literally anytime. Um, Yeah, but I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank um, you. Please give a snugs to little boy. I will, of course. Yay. (laughs) He's so cute. you so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to Alyssa explains it all pod at gmail.com It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline.